Getting scowled at for opening a door for somebody? Yeah, it's hard to describe, but you feel it. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. End stigma. Words matter. Change starts with you. Visit addictionsmatters.ca. You're listening to NL Newsday with Jeff Andreas. The mental health and addictions portfolio is still a new ministry here created in 2017, something that, in my opinion, was needed then and over the course of these last three years has only seemed to be a bigger need to focus on as this pandemic, of course, has also led to an overdose crisis hitting record numbers and realizing that these problems are not getting any better. Pleased to welcome to the show now a first-time Surrey White Rock MLA who is the mental health and addictions critic for the B.C. Liberal Party, Trevor Halford. Trevor, thanks for the time. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. So, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of start by asking, what is your connection to this portfolio? As you were announced as the shadow minister here, uh, just sort of what was it that kind of has drawn you towards this uh, particular issue right now? It's a number of things. And, you know, one is is that, um, you know, given, given, you know, where I am and, uh, you know, given that I am a, a young dad and, uh, you know, both my wife and I, uh, you know, are fairly active in the community and uh, my wife is fairly active on the child care sector. And, um, you know, we, we do see um, how important mental health is right now. And it is something that, uh, you know, I think fortunately more people are talking about and I, I think that's encouraging. But what we're also seeing too is that uh, you know there there are a lot of lot of folks. There's a lot of families. Um, there's a lot of friends that are that are struggling with these issues right now. And uh, you know, for me, this file is an all hands on deck, uh, really on both sides of the house. And I think we all have an obligation to to do our part to make things better, um, to support each other. But I'll, I'll tell you right now is that um, you know there is no greater you know, urgency. We are really in two pandemics at the same time, obviously. And, uh, you know, we really, really got to kind of find some solutions here to support each other at such a critical time because, you know, obviously, uh, you know, given the fact that we are in a global pandemic right now, we are seeing how critical these mental health issues actually are. Now, uh, like I mentioned, it's a pretty new ministry, right? It only became a standalone ministry in 2017. And, and you're a rookie MLA, so you're probably still trying to, you know, get yourself completely up to date on the file itself. But I just wondered if you have any thoughts on the work that has been done over the past three years on this particular portfolio. Yeah, you know, and you, you do say it's a new file, and, and, I, and I agree with some of that. But I will say this is not a new government. And, you know, this, this is, a, this is uh, to me, is, is right now there is, there is uh, you know, this is one of the top files that, that we need in government. And, and I think that there's, there's a lot more that can be done. And, you know, when I look at things and, you know, as a, as a new MLA, you're looking at budgets and all that stuff. And it's, it's pretty alarming when you see things that the premier's office is actually has a bigger budget than this ministry does. And, uh, you know, it's also a little bit troubling, too, when we are at such a stretch and, you know, you have a finance minister that's now flirting with the idea of delaying the budget. Well, then that means that we're not going to see an increase in the budget of, of this important ministry. And, and that, those are the things that trouble me right now, because, you know, we really do need to make sure that we're doing things to see an increase in recovery beds in areas like yours in Kamloops and mine in Surrey and in other communities across this province. And, um so right now, for me, that's that's really kind of what I'm grappling with and what I'm hoping the government is, is grappling with as well, because 
um, these are these are massive issues in front of us, and you know we we need less talk and we need more action. And uh, you know, in three years, you do have an ability to make an impact. And you know, I'm I am disappointed in the impact we've seen. Yeah, you talk about seeing some action here, and one of the things that uh, whenever I talk to particular business owners who deal with you know uh, clientele from a lot of social housing places, um, and and I talk to some of our local government officials as well, one of the things that seems to come up pretty frequently is there's a lot of beds to keep people off the street and to give them a, a place to to shelter and sleep at night. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of movement from getting people into those beds to actually transitioning to getting help for their, their mental health issues or their addiction issues. Do you, do you see those things in Surrey as well where there seems to be, not that the gap exists, but they're just that transition from one stage to the next seems to be very, very difficult for people to access? Yeah, no, and I, I fully agree with that. And I, I think we see that not only in Surrey, but I think we see that across the province. And, you know, one of the things that I, I think that um, we've really got to hold this government to a task is is they need to break down the silos, right? And we need to make sure that this is an across-government effort. And that when we're talking about things such as important as recovery beds and getting people the mental health uh, support that they require, um, that's things like involving, uh, you know, involving local law enforcement. And I, I think this is something that Todd and Peter talked about um, during the campaign, specifically in Kamloops, is, you know, how are we giving our frontline workers the support to work with the mental health support officers? Right. So that when they're coming to those calls and they're they're seeing that there's obviously a mental health issue, how are they getting that support on the front lines? And so for me, it's really about breaking down government silos, specifically in those ministries, to ensure that the people that need the support are getting the support and they're getting the support in real time. Right. And, uh, you know, in, in, in issues such as mental health. Timing is so important, and I've I've seen this, you know, with, with some friends and and others that I'm close with. And you know, when these issues arise, um, these are issues that need to be acted on immediately. And people can't be struggling to find out, you know, where the resources are, and uh, you know, what the right ministry to call is, and you know, who's kind of, you know, whose jurisdiction it is. We actually need an integrated approach to make sure that we are giving um, those who need it the support they need in real time. Yeah, I can only imagine if someone was in that situation who is seeking help and then you're trying to jump through hoops to find help. I mean, your desire to seek out that help is probably at a very short window of time. And if things are too frustrating, you just say, yeah, you know what, to heck with it. I'm just going to move on and keep living my life as I was, even though maybe they want change, but maybe don't think uh, that the work to get there is necessarily worth it. I think that's a problem for a lot of people. It definitely is. And I think I think we can all kind of privately admit that we've talked to people that have struggled with that. Right. And I, I know that I have. And I know that, I, you know, when, when I talk to people that are trying to find the right support, a lot of times they say, OK, I've made that big step. I know that I need some help here. I just don't know what to do. I don't know where to call. I don't know, you know, wh- who I talk to. And, you know, and then I, I think if you exasperate that and if you compound that on, on people that are having, um, you know, housing issues and, and other things like that and, and addiction issues, um, you know, it's, it's a bigger struggle. And, you know, I think that, you know, the number one issue we need to take away from that is obviously bureaucracy. And uh, it would have to be a humanized approach. And, and I think the biggest thing to that is making sure that we're resourcing our ministries properly. And then when we do that, making sure that those silos are eliminated. And, uh, you know, so that's a big thing that I'm going to be advocating for. And, uh, you know, as they get more and more up to speed on the file, and I I don't know everything yet, so I'm not going to pretend I do. But the one thing I do know is that we can do better.
And, uh, you know, I, I also want to make sure that I'm bringing solutions to the table as well. One thing I just kind of want your thoughts on while I have you as well, uh, it is an NDP promise, right, that we're basically getting this this Christmas gift, if you will, of $500 for individuals, $1,000 for families. We saw this a little bit with, with CERB when it was first implemented, too, from the federal government, that the access to cash for those who maybe don't always have it, right, the people who are very vulnerable, who are fighting themselves and mental health and addiction issues, when they get this access to cash, it sometimes leads to things like a, a greater uh, uh, um, amount, a greater amount of overdoses happening within the community because they now are able to have this money and get access to drugs. Now, I'm not saying this was a bad promise. I know I myself am looking forward to my $500 check for myself as an individual, but there's got to be some worry from those on the streets, those on the front lines who deal with these issues that we might be seeing a spike in some significant problems as a result of this money being available. Yeah, and you know what, that, that, that could be an issue. And I, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, we need to make sure is that, uh, that those supports are in place for those people that would struggle with that. And, uh, you know, I think especially at this time of year, right? And when we get into a season where, you know, um, obviously uh, in areas uh, across the province where temperatures are dropping and people are, a lot of people are struggling to find shelter and, uh, and people are struggling to find uh you know, proper support systems, especially during a pandemic where it just makes that much, uh, you know, more difficult. I think we do have to think about ways that we can we can better support uh, our most vulnerable citizens. And uh, I really hope the NDP have thought that out. Uh, Trevor, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about the budget for the Mental Health and Addictions Ministry and how low it is. Well, hopefully we see some more dollars pumped into this because we see the numbers on a monthly basis when it comes to overdose deaths. They're alarming, and hopefully we see more being done they, because it's, it's they, a problem. Yeah. They most definitely are, and the one thing I'll say on that is then I think that's a really, really sobering reason for the Premier to rethink uh, delaying the budget. And I think when you've got a, you've got a ministry as, as important as this one, I think he really needs to show that, and he needs to make sure that the proper dollars are getting allocated in a timely fashion because we can't wait. Yeah, we can't. Trevor, thank you so much. This is a file that's close to me at this stage, so uh, I look forward to chatting with you more down the road, but thanks for your time today. I appreciate that, man. All the best. All right, there was Trevor Halford, the B.C. Liberal Party's Shadow Minister for Mental Health and Addiction.